I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on Mavericks. We are locked on Mavericks. Everyone is locked on Mavericks. We are live on my YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope right now. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. If you're out there, if you're in the chat, let us know. We're monitoring these chats as much as we can right now. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes into this, but uh, I'm Nick Angston, writer at Mavs.com, media member at Mavs.com, host of the Locked on Mavericks podcast, and joining me as always, my co-host, who just cleaned up the biggest mess since the Nerlens Noel debacle. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The biggest mess. Well, I don't think Nerlens' mess consisted of, of newborn poop on the couch. <laughs> oh, uh, did it so, not? <laughs> it could have. We, we don't know. It could have been on the couch in like the players' uh, lounge. But, uh, hey, we got Luka Doncic in NBA action against an actual NBA team. Because it's just the Beijing Ducks. <laughs> and we don't have to hear that anymore. So, man, who got up with this? Like, who got up and watched Mavs, Mavs basketball at whatever whatever time it was? I found it really cool. This guy uh, tweeted at me in Germany and said, hey, man, this is actually really cool for me. This is like the afternoon, and I get to actually enjoy a Mavs game at a normal time. That's pretty, and cool. That's pretty so, cool. Hats off to you, and I hope you enjoy that game today. Definitely. So the Mavs go down to the Beijing. I was about to say the Beijing Ducks. <laughs> to an because actual those NBA. announcers said Beijing a couple of times. I'm like, oh, oh gosh. All man. right. So I wanted to just set this all up. So we're doing a. If you're listening on the podcast, we're doing a live stream right now. You can go watch the replay if you'd like. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, Nick Angstead or Nick Van Exit. You can also find it on Twitch. My Twitch channel is Nick Van Exit or my Periscope, which is on my my uh, Twitter. So you can go check out the replay if you'd like. But today we're doing a post-game pod talking about the the uh, the Mavericks 114-120 loss to the 76ers over in China. There's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, just there's all kinds of stuff surrounding this game. And uh, first and foremost, holy cow, those announcers were bad, Isaac. Oof. All right, so I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, man, Nick's really picking on these guys. Like, because Nick's Twitter was like literally just roasting these these guys the whole time. And I'm like, I'm going to give these guys a chance because it, the production of the whole thing was was very difficult. Like, to, uh, I mean, there was just long periods of silence. And then at the very beginning, there was so much silence. I'm like, you know, are we just not going to have anybody calling the game? Yeah, We're just going to watch gonna be it. It's going to be like the, uh, like, the uh, the Suns did this broad did this broadcast where they they only had the at least the feed that I was watching only had the announcer that was calling out like the PA announcer he was like Josh Jackson for three <laughs> it's like that was it was yes. like, oh my gosh is this gonna be that again I think I would have taken that over this <laughs> <laughs> no it, okay so here's the thing we like sometimes I'll pronounce a player's name and or I'll mispronounce a player's name. And like, cool. Like, yeah, we do a podcast and all your stuff and I should know it. And I, I feel bad because I should know it. If you're calling a national NBA game and you have multiple names that you are just butchering, like Claybor, 
Claybor sounds Claybor. like a Power Rangers like nemesis or something. And I'm like, whoa, that's Maxi. And they kept on saying Claybor. And I'm like, man, this is this is difficult. Also, you tweeted you always tweet out the pronunciation guide. And it's literally like I went and found it on like there's this Mavs Media Pass WordPress site. And it was literally in all these notes that they put together, that the Mavericks put together. Like every single game they put these together with the projected starting lineups and all this stuff, these stats, some storylines and all these things. And uh, and they just completely ignored, I guess, the pronunciation guide. They uh this is the these are the ones that they they messed up, at least that we know so far. Uh Salamajri. You, you know Salamajri? Majri. Salamajri. Salamajri is. Uh Maxi Kleber. Which by the way, Kleber <laughs> is like the worst way that you could do it. It's Kleba, <laughs> right? Like Clay. How do you get? Okay. Anyway, and then, um, and then, uh, Costas when it's Costas. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's one I've had to really work on because I want to say Costas, but it is Costas, and I feel like I've gotten better at that. Right, but that's literally in the pronunciation guide. It just says coast, like as in the coastline. <laughs> yes, that's and literally then... when I see him at practice. I literally think of the coast. And I'm like, I just did remind myself, I'm like, all right, Costas, Costas, Costas. It's not Costas. Right, right. And then um, calling Harrison Barnes Matt Barnes was one oh, of my favorite ones. One of my the, favorite ones. One of the best moments today. And when he just casually, they didn't even correct it. They didn't even go back. The guy didn't even like correct him and say, I think it's Harrison. No, they just rolled straight on with Matt Barnes being out with a hamstring injury. I'm like, whoa. No, he didn't. Oh, man. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody that's watching on the Periscope right now. If you're there, send us a message because I'm not seeing them right now. I'm not sure if they're just not coming up, but uh, but let us know if you're there. Holler at us. I sent you a message on that Periscope thing the other day, cracking on you about some about your Lakers stuff, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> you didn't really talk about it. Shout out to uh, Darth Vader on Twitch, the Maj, <laughs> Solomonry, the Mej, the Maj. The Maj. <laughs> that's, that's a new one. Um, that's awesome. But uh, but what else did you see in this game? Oh, okay. Let's keep talking about the announcers real quick. There's a couple other things. So they mentioned that the game was in Shanghai several times. Beijing. Oh, no, no. Beijing. And the game and was, it was actually in Shanghai. In Shanghai. Uh, and yes. I think Brad Townsend pointed this out on Twitter that the guys were remote, that they were calling the game from America. That was very obvious very quick. Very quickly. Very quickly. Oh, shout out EB50 underscore. What up, Nick? Shout out. Shout out to uh, V Kills It FTW. Hi. Hello. All right. So, so the Periscope are comments people? are working. That's good. Oh, they're oh, okay. They're commenting. That's good to know. Um, and the announcers the whole game wondered if Ding was going to play when we knew, oh. what was it, two days ago or yesterday that we knew yeah. Ding wasn't going to play through the rest of the preseason probably. Yes, or at least it's like the games. It's like they got one one note of like, "Hey, Dirk's not playing. Dirk and Matt Barnes is not playing." <laughs> <laughs> and, I wonder if they got okay. Matt Barnes on the on the on the broadcast. <laughs> like, you know how they sometimes they do those player interviews during the broadcast. If they got Matt Barnes, aka Harrison Barnes, on the broadcast, they'd be like, "Hey, so that Derek Fisher thing? Did you actually like drive all the way to his house?" Oh gosh. Two two other things. Two of the most diametrically different players in Matt Barnes and Harrison oh. Barnes, as far as people, like you yes. know, personalities. Yes. Um, we have bragged on the shape that Wesley Matthews is in right now. We've bragged on it, and that's really cool. 
And hats off to him, and he does look a lot better this year than the past year or two. But man, they just wouldn't let up of saying of like saying he was like phys- he looks good physically or how fitness or I forgot Are you talking how about they Wes? Yes, yes. They said the physical fitness level of Wes Matthews is impressive after yeah, like they a layup. Kept huh? on, kept right. on laying it down. It's just a but weird the, thing. The worst part of all of it, yes, was the JJ Redick thing. All yes. right, listen, like if you're gonna call the game and like with JJ Redick in China, there's a whole story behind that. Tim McMahon even tweeted about it of saying like dating back to last year when JJ Redick had you know said said something and you know whatever. I'm gonna let that story. You look that story up, yeah. and uh, it was kind of racially he's, sensitive. Yeah, he, he he accidentally said a racial slur. At least this is what he he says that in his podcast he accidentally said a racial slur. Uh, it starts with C, and it's not about women. It's about, you know, the Asian community. And he, he like, wasn't even talking about anything like that in general. Um, but he, the, it came out, and it really does sound like that. Like, it really does sound like he said it. And, uh, and so, and then he came out and apologized and said that that's not what he meant or what he's trying to say or whatever. He said he just got tongue-tied. So the story is out there, like Isaac said. So Tim McMahon tweeted out early and said, every time he touches the ball, the crowd is booing. And they they were booing him every single time. You can hear well, it on the broadcast. What, what made it cringeworthy is the, the announcers were saying, "Listen to the crowd. They're cheering him on. They're so excited for JJ Redick and his, you know, shooting." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. They're not. No, they're it's not. It, no." <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I don't know who those two guys were. They did bring entertainment, so I will say that they did bring entertainment to it. Uh, I mean, they gave you a reason to to want to watch, I guess. No, I mean, I would have watched it without him, but they were still entertaining. For sure. Uh, and then ESD says, they said that the Maniacs were called the Fat Guys. <laughs> and then they went, hey, I'm not starting something. That's their name. Well, is it? Not really. <laughs> is it? Not really. <laughs> not really. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of announcer stuff. That was all really, really funny. Uh and then the JJ Reddick thing was was not funny, but it was just you know, is what it is. So we're done with the announcers. We've talked all enough. We talked enough about the announcers. Dennis Smith Jr. Let's go. What a start to the game. If there, Mavs community, all we're talking about right now is how him and Luka Doncic are going to fit together. And the biggest thing with him is that shooting, the outside shooting, the pull-up shots, the just shooting in general for him. Can he increase those numbers and percentages that we have drilled on this podcast uh, from last year? And seeing that first quarter of Dennis against an NBA team, not the Ducks, <laughs> a real um, NBA team. against the Sixers, man, That if you could watch one quarter over – the course of probably the whole preseason, you watch that first quarter in Dennis Smith Jr., and you're going to get super excited in, for what the leap that he could take this year. Oh, completely. And so he started out, what did he start, six for seven? Like he started out shooting really, really, really good, and then he ended eight for 16. So eight for 16, I mean, so he cooled off, right? Like, you know, he, he started off super hot and then, and then ended, what was it? That would be two, four, eight after that. And one of those was a goaltend. <laughs> it was that goaltend layup that he had. Yeah. So you're going to get the highs and lows. And with a, with a young guard in, you know, trying to improve his shot, you're going to get some of those games. But, yeah, that first half was super was super impressive. You really love to see it. You love to see the confidence in taking those you know, top-of-the-key threes and these that pull-up in transition shot that he hit. 
Yeah. That was impressive. Like West hit him right at the three point line, just drained it. Um, just coming off screens and shooting, you know, shooting jump shots right off the dribble. It sounds super simple to like an average fan, but this is the this is the next step in his game. And if you can get first quarters like Dennis Smith Jr. all the time, then really watch out. Completely. And there's a lot of people that, including uh, Jeff Skin Wade, that thinks that Dennis is, you know, he was tweeting out today, he's going to lead the team in scoring. I still think yeah. Harrison Barnes will lead the team in scoring, but still, like, I mean, just the fact that there is this thought that Dennis could lead the whole team in scoring, there's a lot of people on this on this wave that he's going to take the next step as a shooter this year. Yeah, yeah, and and I am one of those people. I want to go on the record right now on the live stream hey, on Lord. the podcast. I think that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be a really good NBA player. I think that he's going to have a good season this year. I think some of his counting stats will be down, but I think he will have a better season than last year. I am putting that on the record. I have concerns, and I think the more you talk about concerns with the player, to me at least, I'm not like my concerns with his shooting and my concerns with his fit with Luca and my concerns with his defense are more of saying, I believe in this player. These are the things that he needs to improve on so that he can prove me right or that he can prove, the, you know, his the people that love him right or the people, you know, his stands right, if you know what I mean. So that, that's where I'm coming from. I you as a Dennis Smith Jr. hater, though. And somebody accused you of that the other day. Like, oh, he keeps on hating on Dennis. I'm like, <laughs> it like- happened three or four times today. Some, a lot of you were joking, and I do find it kind of funny. But yes, a lot of people were doing that. Uh, a couple people in the in the chat right now. Alan in the post. I'm enjoying the live stream in traffic. <laughs> Let's go. Don't wreck though. Don't uh, wreck. Quim Kong 14. Hi from Portugal. What's up, Portugal? Portugal. Let's Portugal, go. You the, Portugal, you the man. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got some. Uh, anyway, uh, keep on. Chris the Classic asks, were the Sixers fully healthy? Um, Fultz was in there. Embiid, Simmons. They got Redick, Covington. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't have Zaire Smith. How do you feel about that? And Wilson yeah. Chandler. But, I mean, Wilson Chandler, I figure, will have a decent role in the team. But for the most part, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sarge played 28 minutes. I mean, if you want to look at more minutes stuff, I mean, Covington only played 22 Ben Simmons yeah. played 27 minutes. Uh, Embiid only played 23 minutes. But yeah, I mean they're fully. I mean healthier than the Mavericks. So <laughs> completely. So if you're in, if you're in the chat, you can tell that uh, we're going to be answering some questions. Another question from Forming Worship: Barnes' average may dip if he's still recovering from the hammy. I'm going to turn this into a question. Do you think that the hamstring injury will? Does that change your hypothesis that he's going to lead the team in scoring this year? No, it doesn't. Because no. it does, it does mean, mine. Because this could be something that lingers for a long okay. time. And if he starts off slow, the team all of a sudden says, "All right, Dennis is our leading scorer. Lucas is our leading. Luca is our leading scorer," and they, you know, revert to that. I mean, if it if it lingers, yes. Like naturally, if he is not Harrison Barnes for the first month or month and a half of the season, and it's like he's setting out or he's resting or he doesn't play for the first like week or two of the regular season or something like that, then yeah, that could change some things. But basing off, hey, it just might be sore on night one or that this is happening in the preseason and he plays night one, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm Gibbs asks, how did Matt Barnes play? <laughs> Matt Barnes, I... <laughs> That's good. We're going to be making this joke the rest of the season, and only you day ones. Only the Raccoon Squad is going to get that joke. Yes. The ones that got up early. I uh, want to talk about matchups real quick. Yeah, yeah. So something I was very intrigued of is 
really, when we play any team this season, I want to see who guards who. Yes. And who uh, who the other team puts on Luca, uh, where Luca is defending and stuff, because where we define positions uh, depends on really kind of based off each person. Like, do you define a four based on offense, or do you define a four based on who they guard on defense? Uh, because when you looked at it tonight, I thought it was really interesting, and this is why uh, the Luca Doncic as the four thing is so such a prominent thing because he's guarding Dario Saric. Like that's. They don't want him guarding, you know, Robert Covington even or Ben Simmons or something like that. But on the other end, they had Ben Simmons on Luca, and uh, you saw one possession. And I'm not; it's just not a negative thing about Luca. It's just a, uh, it, it was just a reminder for Mavs fans and really a reminder for him. It got a, they got ISOed out, and Luca pulled the same type of moves that he did pull on like Beijing, the behind the back, yeah. and he did like three different moves. And Ben Simmons was there for every single move, and it was kind of like, okay, this little bit, a little bit different uh, with Ben Sim- Simmons guarding you. So he'll be fine, and uh, he'll be just fine with it. But it's just th- that adjustment will take time. That is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, though, <laughs> right? Yeah. W- wouldn't you agree? Like, there's nothing more different than going against a CBA team, you know, the Chinese basketball league player, then going against Ben Simmons, who's literally at the top of his game in the NBA. I mean, how many perimeter defenders are better than him in the NBA? Like, yeah. Kawhi. And you know, that <laughs> Draymond, like, you know what I mean? They had, they had Robert Covington on him that one play. And, you know, yeah. I tweeted it out and I was like, I just wanted to put it out there that it, there was a high screen. It didn't fully make contact with Covington. It altered his run just a little bit. But Luca took that and took, you know, Covington went right past him, and Covington never recovered. And <clears throat> I tweeted out there, yeah, with the intent of saying, "Hey, Luca is a little bit faster than what a lot of people think." And a lot of Philly people were coming at me uh, so far the past like no, thirty minutes of they being were. Like, <laughs> that just doesn't sound like that fan base at all. No way of like, oh, no, there's a Luka Philly people coming at somebody for going at one of their guys. No. I'm like, hey, I just said he went off the dribble uh, of Covington, but I thought defensively Luca played very well tonight. Today he had a couple plays where where I was impressed. Uh, There was one specific one uh, that I noted where he had a nice like help defense turn around and got a block on somebody. Um, Yeah, he he and people keep saying this and that he's a good team defender, like a positional team defender, and that's harder to assess and that's harder for like even me to recognize. Than you know, just the one-on-one matchups where you see somebody ISOed on somebody. So like when Luca gets ISOed on somebody, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm locked in. I'm looking at Luca's defense. But when he's trying yeah. to defend in a team scheme, that's I mean, that's I'm just gonna be honest. That's super hard for me to try to evaluate because I'm not you know like a coach or you know some a scout or anything like that. Um, he started so. off shooting uh, very poorly. Uh, didn't really didn't shoot very good in the game completely. I mean, he shot four for eleven. Uh, 0 for 4 on three-pointers. He had that one step-back three. That's just not him right now. You know, whether that's yeah. him eventually. We, I mean, we saw that from him in the EuroLeague. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just, yeah. He was short on a lot of things. So, what, however you want to, his threes and we're, we're all short. So, however you want to attribute that to, because J.J. Redick and Landry Shamit, their threes were, uh, were not short. But... No, he shot the ball poorly, but just just the impact. Like looking at a stat line, you're like, man, Luca played 30 minutes and didn't shoot the ball well. Only had 11 points and stuff. But as a Mavs fan, it was like you look at it and you're like, man, it was super fun to watch him play <laughs> because yeah. he has some of these passes that that no look, the casual no look pass to Dwight Powell, like almost like half the court, like going uh, Dwight Powell's like cutting on this like fast break kind of. 
those passes right there, the behind the back pass in the paint to like Salah, um, his passing is just, I mean, you really can't even just, I mean, it's just ridiculous what he can do passing the ball and his touch around the basket, that floater, just nothing but net. And it just looks so cat. It looked like me trying to do something funny on like a little tyke skull. And he's just <laughs> out there, like just casually throwing these little floaters in. I'm there for it. And Luke is a player that he can do other things. He can fill up the box box score in other ways. I mean, what did he have? Three assists and six boards, three steals, two block yeah. shots. I mean, he can do all these other things where he's not just solely relying on scoring. Which, where I mean, he, he's kind of the opposite player of Harrison Barnes in some ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Harrison Barnes known as a above average defender. Luke is not known as that. Uh, Luca is like an amazing, you know, amazing passer and playmaker and he can rebound and you know, he's going to do all these other things that Harrison, that we've wanted Harrison Barnes to do for these last couple of years. And he just does them. Uh, T4ND1L says this, Ma- this Majuri guy blew some dunks today. Hope Salah gets his minutes. <laughs> I thought that he was going to poster Joel Embiid that oh, one play, man. It was uh, but it slipped out of his hand and I thought that they would uh, uh, have a little dust up here or there at some point, but I don't think they ever did. It'll happen. They're, I mean, they play again, so you think that's they, true. Monday, they run it back. Uh, Ernesto Duran three. Hi, which starter will play with second squad? DSJ to bring points or Luca to involve the players? It'll be interesting to see Carlisle's rotations as far as who he's wanting to play in that second unit. So far, like I was surprised Brunson didn't get a ton of play. Uh, you know today but so far he's doing this platoon look where he's kind of going with the starters and then he brings out this whole new like he's not playing anyone all the way through the first quarter and it's, it's yeah. preseason we know that so i wondered if during this you know during the season if if let's say carlisle does leave one of the starters in through the whole first quarter like like you know teams do with durant or other guys like that where they they try to leave them out there to play with that second unit who do you think it would be it'll be luca I'm very, I'm pretty confident that's Luca because you slit, you just put Luca in with JJ, Devin, Dwight Powell, and Dirk, and you put Luca in and let Luca run that secondary playmaker to JJ. Like he, I mean, because we, we naturally say it's going to be Dwayne Finney Smith or Ryan Brokoff, one of those guys in that second unit. Well, if, if there's a starter that carries over to that unit, it's going to be Luca. Luca just slides naturally into that three spot. And we all got to see Luca and Dirk play together, right? I mean that yeah. that's that's what our hearts seen that. That's what that's our wild. hearts are are waiting for. That Luca first that first pass from Luca to Dirk for a three. Uh, we're just I think we're just all like cry together, you know. Darth Vader says, "How about that half court shot?" Uh, are you talking about the half court shot by the kid in the middle of the? <laughs> no, <laughs> like there's the timeout. Luca <laughs> there got, was a kid Luke, that did one of those like in between timeouts competition thing, and he made this half court shot. <laughs> Luca, Luca got fouled like near half court and just threw it up, and it, apparently it went in. You could hear the crowd. Uh, I, you couldn't see it from the at least my what I was watching. Oh, I, must, I must have missed it. I was uh, so you had your incident that I mentioned on Twitter. <laughs> you yeah. can take you can take what the insinuation from what I I put on the Lockdown Maps Twitter, and uh, I had my own incident. So my dog was outside, and he's Uh-oh. out there. He's he's barking at everything. So I'm bringing him in and out. And during the game, having to pause it and go back and stuff. And then he comes in and his foot is just super dirty. He has white paws, but his foot was completely like black because of dirt and stuff. And so I was like, what is going on? Why is his foot so black? And he was like licking it over and over again. And you know, if dogs are licking their foot a lot, that it could be all sorts of things, but there's gotta be some kind of pain in his foot. So I was like, man, maybe it's like fire ants or something like that. Like maybe he got bit a bunch. 
And so I, in the middle of the game, I paused the game. I went to go wash my dog. And so I started washing off his paws and I found these little like burrs, like these little stickers that are, that hurt so bad. Yeah. That when you like touch them. You can't even touch them. Like you, you try to pull them out yeah. and they were stuck like in between his like pads and his paw. And so I had oh, to like, no. pull them out and he was like shrieking and I was pulling this out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I hate pulling go- those out of my like socks, let alone in between yes. my Paul's like stuck in it. And I think he still has one stuck, but he won't let me get it. He's biting me. <laughs> but oh, well. so I, I think that was when that, that shot happened. I totally missed that. Uh, ESD said, is Maxi starting on Monday? Because dang. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I Dwight Powell, so. watch out, bro. Seriously. That, and that was one of the things, and I'm, I'm starting to do my notes a little different. I, I talk about, I write down five trends that I want to watch during the game. And one of those was, can Maxi, you know, is Maxi going to take Dwight Powell? Because Dwight Powell started this game. And, you know, they wanted to start him on Embiid, you know, because they didn't want to yeah. throw, they didn't have DeAndre and all that stuff. Um, and by the way, Dwight Powell looks so small standing next to Joel Embiid. A lot of Everybody people look small did. standing next to him, but Dwight Powell looks really small. And let's just say pre-DeAndre these past couple of years, tonight is what we have been naturally looking forward to for the rest of the season of just getting pounded by yes. centers again. But there was just a, a better silver lining to this today of Joel Embiid roasting on all of our uh, all of our centers and knowing that oh we actually do have a big guy that will guard him uh, coming in the next week or so or whenever we get back so it warms your heart a little bit yes there's there's some there's a plan there's a plan yes. in place where the last couple of years there hasn't been a plan the plan has been Bogut or Zaza or Chris Kamen <laughs> you know Chris Kamen not a plan <laughs> Sam Dalmer. Um, but Maxi, Maxi was super impressive today. He had 17 points. Uh, he had 17 points. He was three of seven from three. He had. Did he have zero boards? I don't know if I can trust all these stats, but uh, these stats say he. Oh no, he had seven boards. I'm looking off this like screen. His, I'm looking off this picture of a box score that's all like. His plus minus was misleading though. Yeah, he's minus 18, which is by far the the worst. Like the next closest was minus seven. That was JJ Barea. Yeah. Interesting. Because he played, because he had 17 points and he played really well this game. He had a nice post up. Ben Simmons switched off on him. I tweeted a gif of it, and he had this like fake like up and under post up move on Ben Simmons, which is nice. Which the announcers were calling a Kevin McHale type move, which is like one of the good things that they said the whole broadcast. That's still a little stretching it. Um, And then like he hit a three. He get he had what a nasty block on Joel Embiid. He had from behind. Like Joel Embiid went up. Uh, for this like jump hook dunk yes. whatever you want to say yeah, and came from that you know to help yeah that was nasty he just if there is a, an mvp of preseason after two games it's maxi Kleber. yeah yeah and and you could say bench mvp or just you know team maxi clay boar yeah Kleba. <laughs> Kleba. 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 all right uh, a couple other comments here actually we got a bunch of comments i gotta get to uh, uh from seth hey guys i wasn't able to watch the game but who looked the best from the shorthanded squad we had. Uh, you got to start with um, Maxi. And Maxi then the, Kleba. And the first half, Dennis. First half, Dennis was incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was hitting these these uh, running in transition three. He hit, somebody mentioned earlier in the, the YouTube comments, he hit a uh, he hit a floater, which was nice to see. Yes. Uh, he was you know making some nice passes. What did he finish? He, f- he finished with five boards and five assists. A steal, a block. He was minus one, twenty points. I mean, that that's what you that's what you want. And if you know that that cold stretch that he had in the, you know the second half and then towards the second quarter, like if you sprinkle those in, you know this is a good looking game still. 
You know, it just looks bad because the second, you know, they're all strung together. He was hot and then cold. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, you know, that's what young shooters do sometimes. So, Hey, the first quarter alone, that was all I needed Amazing. to see. That was great. And that, and those are the flashes that you want to see from a young player. I mean, he's not a rookie anymore, but you want to see from a guy like that. Cause that's what you put your hope in is flashes like that. We are like, all right, let's try to string this together. I mentioned this a lot, but Mike Lombardi of the ringer, and he used to be one of the GMs of the, or one of the front office people of the Patriots. He has this saying with players where there's players that are 50, 50 players, 25 players, a hundred players, and whatever, whatever number you want to attribute to them, whatever percentage and the hundred players, you know what you're getting from them. 100% of the time. These are like the Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, Deandre Jordan that we talked about in our player previews where their variance of how they're going to play is not super big night to night. Then you have 50, 50 players where 50% of the time they give you a good game and 50% of the time they don't give you a good game. And as a young player like Dennis, he's probably, like for his rookie year, he was probably like a 25 player. Like one-fourth of the time, like every fourth game, he's going to give you something awesome. Like just show you what, you know, the highest what he can bring. And then those other times, he's going to struggle. He's going to, you know, have his one-for-eight stretches and things like that. So with Dennis, he's going to have to try to figure out how to string together those performances. But you do, you, you love seeing stuff like that because that's what gives you hope. And a lot of that hinders on the shooting. You know, he shot 50% from the three tonight. Or, gosh, I keep on saying tonight. It's the morning. I know. Um, and he shot 50% from the three. And we just put a over-under board bet uh, on a pot a few days ago on 35%. He shot last year, he shot 31% from three. And Nick and I say, hey, 35%. That's what we're shooting for for Dennis uh, shooting for three this year. So that's uh, that's a goal that I really think, we both really think that he can hit. Yeah, I do. I believe that. I really do believe that, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from uh, East Talk Franco. Franco? Hi okay. from Slovenia. Yes. Whoa! What's up? Watch my first full Dennis Smith Jr. game. Already worried about him passing at the right time. I don't think you have to worry about that. That's one of the things I know you don't have to worry about. Uh, I did start looking up some of his... Um, like Carlisle talks about the dribbling and how you know he doesn't want te- you know this team to dribble as much, and I started to look up some of his dribbling stats on NBA.com, and so Dennis Smith Jr. dribbles per touch last year, four point seven. JJ Barea led the team with five point two. The next highest after Dennis was Devin Harris with two point six nine. So Dennis Smith hmm. Jr. is taking twice as many dribbles per touch as anyone else on the team besides JJ, and then seconds per touch last year. And this is just per touch. This is not like, you know, this is every time he touches the ball on average, he does, he dribbles that many times. Seconds per touch, almost five, almost five seconds per touch. And if you think about how long five seconds is, like one, two, three, yeah, four, five. That, that's a long time if you, if you actually like think it out and, and talk it out. So he really want Carlisle really wants him to cut down on that. And I think he did in this game. I mean, at least in the first half, for sure, he was. He's making some nice reads, some nice passes. I posted a uh, a gif of this really nice play where Luca, Wes, and and Dennis were playing this three man game where they were all rotating around and, and you know you know uh, drive and kick, and they were doing all this stuff. And Wes got an open three at the top of the key and made it. And I think the assist was from Dennis. So I don't think you're gonna have to worry about his his passing. That's one of the things he's really really good at. I will say this: I hear your point, and if you look at him a lot from last year. I could see how that point in the thought process of him being the scoring point guard that wants to take it to the basket and all this stuff. I do see your point. So don't think we're discrediting that at all. But there is an, it's terrible. There there isn't, 
<laughs> there is an added emphasis, and we're saying that because Rick Carlisle yeah. has said, and Tim Cato's piece on the Athletic, and talking, you know, and Tim wrote an awesome piece on that, talking about their emphasis on this ball movement and setting these limits on how long they're holding the ball. This pass, cut, pass, cut, and so that's the goal right now. So knowing that that is an emphasis, knowing that that is what they are trying to implement in their offense, and that you have Luca and all this stuff. I wouldn't be worried about it. Give it a couple weeks, give it a month, and we'll see how that is playing out. And then we'll go back to that that point that you made and see if it's an issue. Completely. And Carlisle brought it up because it was a, a path. It was an issue. And those those stats that I mentioned from last year proved that, you know, he needs to have, you know, better decision making like that and not ISO and dribble as much. But uh, uh Former Worship says, any update on DeAndre Jordan? Um, we just know that it I, I at least I know that it's it was a, a death in the family. It was personal reasons. He's, it's no injury or anything. I saw saw a couple people like speculate that it was an injury. It's not an injury. Um. Yeah, I don't know too much about it, so I'm just gonna leave it to the reporting that's been on there and uh, let that stand. Yeah. Uh, Ernesto Duran says, "You think that Tony Braxton will try to break up the Dallas Mavs again? Highly unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Highly unlikely that that would happen twice to the same franchise." Uh, Brostradamus four <laughs> that awkward moment when Maxi looks like he may beat out Luca for starting four. Get out of here! <laughs> uh, that ain't happening. Uh, what about the moment when uh, Maxi thought he was going to challenge uh, Joel Embiid at the rim and decided not to? Uh, oh, what a yeah, great yeah, decision! Love, your tweet about it was made a business decision. <laughs> oh my gosh. Perfect. And he was going for it too. He took the long strides, even got the. He was like going for it, bent the knees to jump, and then was like, nope. Real quick. If anyone is going to shame him about that, you need to at some point go to a Mavs Sixers game, and there's only one that you can probably go to in Dallas, and try to get as close as you can to Joel Embiid and just try to stand next to him because the dude, <laughs> you'll feel yeah. like you're different species of human. You're like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so big. His shoulders are so wide that he's just a, this massive person. <laughs> you're like, I don't know how you would – stand in the post next to that guy he's just one of the biggest he is we a lot of times on the podcast we talk about players that look crazy and and up close and uh, players that look smaller up close and all that stuff uh joel Embiid is one of those guys to where when you are right next to him it just it makes you speechless almost like that is a large human being um let's just landry shamit what a game man like I know there's some, yeah. I saw a little bit on Mavs Twitter of saying I was wanting him in the second round and all this stuff. Um, he was a good prospect. Like I, I didn't mind him. I wasn't in love with him. I wasn't like super low on him. He was just one of those like blah, like, okay, like type of prospects at the end of the first, uh, early second. I can't remember where he ended up ended up going or how he got to the Sixers. So but anyway, he shot the lights off, uh, shot the lights out off the bench and he well, I say that, but he had, he went uh, three, four, seven from the three point line. So you know, doesn't it, it feel like he was just hitting? It everything. felt like he hit everything. Like JJ Redick, JJ Redick, the move to the bench, which this will be something to monitor from Philly. But them starting Markel Fultz now, moving JJ to the bench, and it's almost like this flamethrower of just like, hey, let's just move him to the bench, and you can just shoot shoot it whenever you want to. And seven for seven from the three point line. So uh, have yourself a day, JJ. Yeah, the biggest takeaway for me from this game, J.J. Reddick, good at shooting. Didn't know. Man, this is no. just something that we had no idea. It was a brand new thing. 
And Darth guys, Vader says, oh, go ahead. Nick, calm down with your tweet. He beats Wes Matthews one time off the, off the dribble. And you want to call out Wes and be like, are we sure he's a good defender? He's a good defender. Stop it. It is okay. I should have tweeted out the same thing when Maxi posted up Ben Simmons. But are we sure he's a good defender? It's fair. It's it's fair. It's not fair. Wesley was, Matthews is a good wing. No, no, no. it's fair that you say that. It, but it's it's JJ Redick who is like if JJ Redick can drive like five past five you from three at the time. So of course you're gonna play him up tighter and dare him to try to dribble because he never dribbles. It's fair. It's fair. I still think Get off of it, Nick. Good, I still think Wes is a good defender. Nick's like, I still think he's good. I mean, he's not Contavious Caldwell Pope, but he's good, though. And he's definitely not Lance, that's for sure. He's definitely 100% not Lance. He's not Lance. Is anyone more opposite than Lance? Stop. We're not talking about the Lakers. Keep on going. <laughs> Jonah Bolden made an appearance. I love Jonah Bolden. I was super high on him uh, in his draft. You know who is not high on him? Bill Simmons. He didn't, didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a sad moment. That was a really funny moment. I laughed at that. Darth Vader says, how often are we going to see Berea and Brunson on the floor together? That's some serious mini-me small ball. And then he made an emoticon, and I'm going to try to replicate it. Oh, my gosh. Don't ever do that, Nick. It's like- um, <laughs> I think we'll see him on the court together whenever Devin sets out, like if Devin's hurt or something. Yeah. I think that Devin-JJ thing will happen, and whenever one of them is banged up or they sit out for rest, Brunson will just step into whichever role um, of the person that is going to sit out. And that kind of shows this team's guard depth. A lot of people, a lot of people are saying this team has so many guards. Why does the team have so many guards? Well, you've made Luca now a wing or a big, depending on you know. Sometimes he plays the five. He did it again today. Um, but you have, but Carlisle has now spread out this lineup to where he has taken out some of these bigs, and some of these bigs are kind of irrelevant now, and you know, just stretched out that part of the, uh, um, stretched out that part of the the uh, rotation. So. Jalen Brunson's your backup, backup, you know, point guard and shooting yeah. guard. You know, any, like kind your, of any guard spot. He's like your third guard. Um, the Dorian Finney-Smith versus Ryan Brokoff competition, it, it's still blah right now because both of them yeah. played blah. <laughs> um, yes. Ryan Brokoff didn't shoot the ball well. I mean, he, he shot one for four from the field, one for three from three. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith shot one for four, oh for two from three. And it made Jordan Finney-Smith look a lot worse whenever ben, he was tasked with guarding Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons made him look like a third grader sometimes. And it was – but it's it's one of those things where, like, it's just that's how good Ben Simmons is. He's going to do that to a lot of people. But it made it, – for me, it put a spotlight on Dodo uh, more because there was just times where Ben – not only – the whole Ben Simmons thing is so intriguing because he's so good, but he just can't shoot. So it's like there's a ceiling to his game right now, and it's weird for me. Did you hear the announcer when he was like, you know, people always say that if – or actually, let me try to do the announcer voice. Now, people always say that if, if Ben Simmons can get a jump shot, if he only had a jump shot, well, I think that's what makes him special. <laughs> like what? Why? The What's fact that make that he him doesn't special? have a jump shot, but then he went on to try to explain that oh he can do all these other things without a jump shot. That's what makes him special. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't try to get a jump shot. <laughs> yes, he de- he he needs a jump shot. There there is a ceiling to your game yes. uh, without a jump shot. And right now, okay, for right now, who gets the who gets the basketball in fourth quarters last two minutes? You need you need to get like counter baskets with LeBron or whoever it is. Who gets the ball for Philly? Honestly, I think it's Joel Embiid. It is. It's Joel Embiid. So, like, you're not giving it to Ben Simmons and saying, like, a smart defender is going to give him room. 
Ben Simmons can't do a step back and hit a three. He can't go and, you know, do a LeBron or Kobe and get to that spot at the, you know, elbow and just take a shot. That's not his th- game right now. So I don't know. That's just one of those things where, yeah, I don't want to go down and give too much hot takes on a live live stream. So we're just going to, Ben Simmons is very, very when good. When your face is connected to it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Um, Anything uh, else with Mavs bench or. Uh, Rapidi said, rap, rap, rapid, rapid pie 41 says, I'm heading to my first NBA game in Shenzhen next Monday. How much, awesome. earlier, sh- how much earlier should I arrive? Ooh, that's a good question. As early as you can possibly arrive. Yeah. A lot of times- usually when they send you like your tickets or whatever, they'll say when the doors open, just go when the doors open because there's yes. somebody warming up. There's somebody on the court. I, I don't know if, if since they're in, in China that they're going to have different, you know, starting routines, but you'll at least see somebody out there. And then, at least at, at in Dallas and at other NBA games, if you get there early enough, you're allowed to walk down all the way towards you know the like where the benches are and stuff, and, and as close to the court as you could get as a spectator. And you, you they can crowd in these different tunnel areas, and then you can get signatures and you know pictures or whatever. But that's that's just in you know in Dallas. I don't know what it's going to be like in in Shenzhen. So they should yeah they should have that usually it's like an hour and a half before tip off maybe two hours however they do it there uh, in in china but get there as, as soon as you can the opportunity to to see this is probably a very slim and so make it happen and see just sit there be patient sit in their seat try to get down to the front row and watch these guys warm up in person it's it's super fun i do it now and now i mean i've cover leaf for the Mavs for a couple years now so and I still get there as early as I can sometime working around my work schedule and everything and just sit there in the front row and just watch guys warm up and see opposing teams players and just all this stuff it just gives you so much more perspective watching uh watching them play on your tv and getting next to stand next to guys or at least stand where you're at the same level as guys because yeah. like I mentioned with Joel Embiid when I stood next to Joel Embiid in summer league what was it two years ago when he was he was like it was go- he was going into his second year, like st- stand next to him, and honestly, I'm like looking up at his shoulder. <laughs> I'm six foot three. That's really weird experience for me. <laughs> like that doesn't happen very often. Uh, yeah, and he's he's just so big. Uh, Anthony Davis too was just one of the the biggest people I've ever stood next to, and you just don't feel like you're the same. Like, <laughs> like you're some kind of human god, and I am I don't know something less than you, <laughs> like something less than yeah. human. <laughs> Uh, EB 50 higher chance for Joel and one than Ben shooting a three, let alone making one. <laughs> That's true. If you're looking for three points, it's probably your highest percentage yes. right there. Uh, Ernesto Duran, do you know when they will land back in Dallas? How many days before the Hornets? Uh, the Hornets game. Uh, Ernesto, how dare you put me on the spot right now? Trying to guess when that game is. I think that they will. I'm, I think they get back into town. Um, It'll probably be like it's hard to figure this out because it's uh like the time zone differences of like so, what a day what day would be over there compared to here. So they play on Monday, Monday early morning, so at seven AM Central Time, Texas time, uh they play the seventy sixers. And then on Friday at six PM Central Time they play the Hornets. So they will be back in Dallas sometime from Tuesday to Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if assuming I don't know what NBA responsibilities they have or obligations, yeah. mm-hmm. if they have some of those after the game, um, 
then they could stay an extra day or something. But assuming, I'm going to assume that right after that game is over, that they're done. So therefore, they'd probably get back some sometime on Tuesday at that point. Yeah. So then they'll, they'll, they'll have a couple fill days. These and, middle days with as much stuff as they can. You'll probably see a whole bunch of stuff from um, from McMahon and you know NBA cares and a whole bunch. I'm sure they'll do a whole bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm assuming they'll take Wednesday off from practice. Um, maybe even Thursday, but I would I would assume they'll come back to practice on Thursday and then the whole normal shoot around on Friday morning game on Friday night at home. Definitely, I'm with you on that. That's that's probably what their their whole thing is going to be. Uh, I'll let's... say I'll say this on a on a grand uh, grand scale of Sixers. You know, obviously they won. Um, for the most part, a lot of people played until the fourth quarter and stuff and yeah. was still in the fourth you know the Mavericks could have you know could have made a run or could have you know won that thing but both teams really had their um I don't want to use garbage time players but like the lower end garbage, of the roster garbage uh, time roster uh guys in there but what is eventually going to be crunch time we'll just say that <laughs> yes crunch time uh whatever time formerly uh, known as crunch time <laughs> but but looking at it saying hey if you want to draw pauses from this game you know philly pretty much had everybody and in dallas didn't you know we didn't have dirk and didn't have harrison and deandre i mean those are three huge parts of the rotation so and we hung with them for most of the game dennis dennis's scoring was remarkable and lucas playmaking and just um hanging in there with with Ben and and Joel the whole time that was really cool I mean the biggest difference maker is three points I mean three pointers and they shot 48 percent from behind the arc I mean that's crazy and uh, we shot 33 we shot 30 39 attempts from uh three point from the three-point line the threes are going that's to normal that's every day yes and they and they are going to be higher than that probably so they are going to get their threes Wesley Matthews will get his threes he went three from se- three for seven from threes. Um, we have preached on here too about Wesley Matthews and his player preview pod. You know, was it last week or something? Talking about his three point percentages of how this will be the uh, we think this will be the best shooting percentage wise season of his whole time in Dallas because yeah. just like that play that you tweeted out where they pass and cut and all this different stuff. Who's the guy that's sitting there a foot behind the three-point line just waiting for Dennis to kick it out? Wesley Matthews. That's going to happen a thousand times this year, it feels like, of Wes is just out there standing, and then he gets the ball and can drain a three. So that's going to be huge for him. Completely. And Devin Harris making three threes. I mean, yeah. Devin Harris has not been known as a three-point shooter his whole career. And he's kind of turning in – he's kind of being Jason Kiddish, you know what I mean, with like adding this three-point shot because he, he's he's hitting it. He's three of seven tonight, and, uh, you know, he's – He's not that good last year, I guess. He had one off the dribble too, uh, yeah. which is cool. So that really, that whole second unit, it's just going to be when those three guys that we talked about, the Harrison, Dirk, um, who, oh, DeAndre, um, when when those three guys come back, seeing the question is going to be which of these guys that's been playing is going to go out. That's what's going to be uh, – because like right now, we don't really care too much about the Finney smith off competition, but it's going to come into play whenever Harrison gets back because then you have the – then they're really going to be figuring out the splits. The Maxi-Dwight-Powell competition is <clears throat> not you know huge right now, but it's going to be there when Dirk comes back and all that stuff and DeAndre's at center and all that stuff. Why are you laughing? Uh, this guy, Bronx Maverick, says that in my, in my legal process class, so I don't have the sound on, but I had to comment to show support. Uh, I'm going to try to show this Bronx Mavericks. <laughs> That's up, awesome. Man? He's in class. Hey man, you, you need to pay attention in class. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
<laughs> it's fine. Legal process, that sounds really boring. Uh, from Seth, do you guys feel like Maxi will have an expanded role this year, loving his game? I hope so. I hope that his three-point shot is going to go down and that you know he keeps hitting. He was one of three. No, no, no. He's not one of three. He's two of five today. This box score is like tilted and it's really throwing hey, me off. Don't be messing up Claybore stats. It's really throwing me off. I, I messed up Clay Bear stats. Uh, two of five from three. And if he keeps hitting like that, I mean, honestly, just hit two threes coming off the bench. And that's going to – and play the defense that he does. He's, he's a way better defender than I thought coming into last year. He's – you know, that's one big thing that I've taken away from his game. And if he can do that, I think he's taken some Dwight Powell minutes. It's you really start asking yourself what are the differences, what what will be the advantages of playing Dwight Powell over Maxi Kleba, like, and if Maxi is shooting better, which he is, I mean Dwight <clears throat> attempted two threes tonight and didn't hit him. If Maxi is going to turn into this, hey, knock down the set set shot three, is the other things that Dwight does is it outweigh Maxi's? Like Dwight did, fouled out? Did I miss that? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Did he? He has six fouls in the box score. I don't remember him fouling out. <laughs> uh, does but Dwight... I was, re- I was, I'm going to blame my dog again. I was, I was taking Does, does Dwight Powell rebound that much better than Maxi to make up for shooting? Does, you know, Dwight Powell play that, you know, does he play that much better on the defensive end for it to, you know, to outweigh Maxi's defense? Or honestly, does it just come down to who can shoot the ball better as a big? Alan in the post says, just like his father, Maxi Kleber Nowitzki will take big steps post rookie year. <laughs> yes, just like his dad. <laughs> he even put the dash like Kleber Nowitzki, like that, like Kleber Nowitzki. That's his name. <laughs> um, Mozzie Man Danny, Mozzie Man Danny ninety eight. No question, just want to say, Locked On Mavs, my favorite podcast. Keep up the good work. Hashtag Raccoon Squad. What's up? Hashtag Raccoon Squad. Raccoon Squad. Shout out to you. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, forming worship. Can you guys comment on Luca's stat line compared to his play on the court? Stats look bad on paper. I don't think his stats look his stats look that bad on paper. I mean, he's missing missed four threes. I mean, so, it's kind of what I just said earlier, though. Yeah. Of like, it, when you do look at the stats and say, "Hey, he shot four for eleven. He only had eleven points." Um, but if you take away if you take away the missed threes, he's four of seven from the field. That's fine. Yeah, he he had four turnovers again. This is something he specifically talked about after the game against the Beijing Ducks, which you could go back and listen to our podcast of that post-game podcast and actually actually hear all of Luka Doncic's post-game um, comments. That's It's on the pod. But anyway, he had four turnovers. I know that they're talking about that. That's something that he is drastically uh, wants to work on and get those down. But it's just part of it. I think the announcers even talked about Ben Simmons' turnovers and stuff too. It's going to happen when you yeah. make the pass that he does and you handle the ball like he does and you're a playmaker. It's going to happen. But you know they got to just – and it's not like he has like eight. But, yeah, I mean the stat line, he had six rebounds and stuff like that. But the shooting was there. His three-pointers, they were just all flat. Like they were all short. So – It'll be fun. He and shot think, the lights out the, the his first game, so it'll be and I fun. I think a couple of people mentioned in the chat that there's a couple passes that like Dwight or Sala missed that Luca gave him, and so that's that counts as turnover too. That counts as a Luca turnover, uh, and yeah. so there's there's stuff like that. Like he he's gonna hit people when they're not expecting it, so it's gonna take a little bit of an adjustment period for for guys to be ready and you know have their hands up, especially guys you know big guys like that that are used to playing you know with guys that ISO. The last couple of years, the Mavs have just been ISOing a lot, uh, and so they're gonna have to get used to that. Um, from 
AG Wong Bing, Wong B. Just totally messed that name up. Great podcast. Wife being mad about the time I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> when Barnes, not Matt back. Um, Matt Barnes is not coming back. Do you think Matt Barnes will ever play again? Stop. No. The real Matt done. Barnes. The real Matt Barnes. He might play in like a rec league or something. Oh, the big three. Oh, he's made for the big three. Made. Yes. For He'll be in Put the big three. Put him on Metal World Pieces team. He will be in the big three. Uh, and our wives get mad about the amount of time we talk together too. That is very true. Very true. We record uh, every night. So uh, for the most part, every single night. So yeah. Except today, which is during the day. I will say this. It was really funny. Uh, my wife uh, yesterday, we're sitting here uh, last night and she goes, I turned on the pod today and there's some random dude talking. It was Kirk. <laughs> 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 shout out to kirk for uh filling in for me yesterday yeah. that was awesome kirk did good we, we appreciate kirk and he's i just like i like having a, a fan that's like as big and as loud mouthed i guess as a, of a fan that he is and yeah. just being like 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 yesterday i just sat down i was like all right tell me how you feel about this and i just wanted uh, you know i just want to know how he's there because you're getting the sense of what the fan base feels from that yeah um felt like lucas shot was a little short and flat could be from the long trip honestly it could be just from he brought his playstation with him and played fortnite the whole time Stop. He was... <laughs> doesn't matter nick sounds like nick is the one who asked that question on the dallas morning news i did not i did not <laughs> uh Tyrion gaming he would have had 10 plus assists if he finished the play if we finished the play i don't know what that means mm. guys berea and harris will be the death of the mavs from dsj renee get out of here no they are they old won't. and slow and will I know what Tim <laughs> means. No, I tweeted out this gif of uh, them two and Dirk on the bench, and it's just like it just warms your heart. Now, listen, if they're start, if Rick was starting them two over Dennis and like Luca or something like that, then I could understand that. But the minutes and role that we're asking them to play, like who, what do you, what do you want to happen? Really, I mean that. Shout out to Kirk. He's in the chat right now. <laughs> oh, is he? What up, Kirk? Kirk, how's how's work going? Kirk's working from home today, I think. Let's go. Um, uh, Kirk, I literally think of Kirk Henderson. Every, I think of that, uh, his Abby. Every single time that Wes Matthews dribbles, I literally think of of his Abby. And it just, like, That's it's like it's the never-ending story. It's the never-ending story. <laughs> yes, from that movie, but I can't remember what the No, the never-ending is- story is that Wes Matthews will not stop dribble driving in the paint. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's literally ingrained in my head every time he dribbles, though. From from DSJ Renee again, still complaining about Devin and uh, and JJ. They will lose tons of leads that our starters get. Do you know that last year the one of the <laughs> best lineups in all of basketball was was JJ Barea, Devin Harris, and Dirk Yogi, and then whoever else they threw in there. I, I think Dwight when Dirk Powell comes back, that line it's going to change that whole lineup because yeah. right now you have them playing with with uh, with Maxi, which is good, which is has been good, uh, but then Dwight sometimes. Salah sometimes like you're just not getting the dynamic big like you know Dirk giving you that spacing and we think that like we talked earlier in this you know I don't even know what to call this a podcast broadcast whatever pod stream uh pod stream <laughs> that uh we think Luca might will get some minutes in that second unit too with JJ and Devin and Dirk and Dwight or whoever it is so they'll be fine that that's the least of my worries is JJ and Devin Harris like that's the least of my worries. Tell me the the second units that they're going to be playing against that's going to be supposedly taking the lead back from the Mavericks. Um, no, you, there's just not a lot of 
backup uh, backup backcourts that I am super worried about against JJ and Devin. Dan Cavo XO. Shout out to you guys. I listen to y'all all the time. I'm watching y'all now instead of working. Shout out to everybody that's watching us right now instead of working right now. Instead of Screw working. Fridays. Screw Let's Fridays. Let's go. It's Friday. Screw Fridays. Uh, Pepper Squad. Less Lakers stuff on Twitter from Nick. No. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I agree, guys. I agree. Somebody, somebody tweeted at me and said, hey, let me know when Nick is done with this Lakers live stream so it I can follow him again. I was like, oh, it was Jack. Let's go, Jack. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'm going to have fun roasting Nick all season long about the Lakers. I'm going to be honest. There's there's a chance. There's a small chance that Stop there could it, be no. like a lot more going. going. <laughs> Stop it. I'm a, a multidimensional person, streams. guys. I'm not just a Mavs like, content. A lot more Maverick streams. Uh, we're doing one right now. We're going to do one we once are. a week. And we're trying to do this once a week, uh, finding the best times. Honestly, I was kind of worried about uh, doing it during the middle of the day today. But luckily, this game happened on a Friday morning, so I could actually do this because I'm off on Fridays, and so, but I'm on baby duty, and this baby is literally beside me. So when I'm leaning down every time, I'm putting a passy in his mouth. So that's Wait, why do you want to show your down. baby on the live stream right now? No, he's asleep. I'm not going to wake him up. <laughs> I just work for this. <laughs> that's funny. And we have people from that are from all over the world that are watching this. So, so it's, for some of them, it's you know nighttime, and so they can watch it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Alan in the post. If Nick loses the board bets this this season, he has to get a Mavs tattoo. I am all about that, but I would never get a Lakers. Yeah, tattoo. I was gonna say so if you I lose, you have to get a Lakers tattoo. You have to get a LeBron tattoo. Oh, stop! No. <laughs> the no. real twenty three, LBJ. Oh. Just, just write that right on your arm. The real 23. Stop that trash garbage take. <laughs> Mr. Nadroge. Mr. Nadroge. What's up from Cali? Love the podcast. Shout out to you, man. What up, Cali? How's that Cali weather right now? 44 steamroller. School shooting threats at my college, so I'm staying home watching y'all's live stream. I'm glad you're safe, man, or, oh. or girl. I'm glad that, uh, that you're you know not in that area, and we hope that everything, you know, gets handled there and is taken care of in a you know timely manner nobody gets hurt but uh but yeah this Seriously, is great this stay is at home and a watch a better alternative than doing that very 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 um dsj yeah. renee i predicted the lakers would make the playoffs and i hope i'm right i hope you're right too oh ooh, cool <laughs> nick doing lakers is fine just not on a mavs pod i listen to this to get away from all the lakers talk on media I, thank hey, you I, thank you who I, are okay. you tell me that person this is Salo 7E. Yo, Salo, I feel you, homie. I feel you. <laughs> I think it's funny that you talk. I think you talk more about the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, than Stop I talk right about now. the Lakers on here. And the, the Mavs play the Lakers. That's the thing. They're in the same league. Anyway. <laughs> that podcast on January 7th, whenever they – or actually Halloween. They play in L.A. Oh, yeah, on yeah. Halloween. That's going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> but at least you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> True. Uh, for Mr. Madro- Mr. Nadroge, I'm just messing up this name so bad. Would you rather have on the Mavericks the real Matt Barnes or Justin Jackson, a.k.a. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb? What? <laughs> you ever watched Phineas and Ferb, the cartoon? No, never watched the show. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a Disney Channel cartoon show where it's like, there's 104 days summer vacation. School comes around just ended. I'm about to quit this podcast. <laughs> anyway, Doofenshmirtz is like, the uh the bad guy in there and he has this like crazy voice it's always like this hmm. 
I would take Justin Jackson. You're at 14% your computer is? Yes, I'm at 14%. <laughs> I don't have my charger either right now. Okay, we've gone an, we've gone over an hour. So. Oh my gosh, we have. Let's just go through the rest of these comments and then we'll... Uh, well, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Matt Barnes, the actual Matt Barnes, or Justin Jackson? Justin Jackson was not good last night. Really Justin bad. Jackson, like North Carolina, Sacramento King, Justin Jackson? Oh, I forgot. He's from North Carolina. <laughs> Justin Jackson, he helped win us the freaking title. Justin Jackson all day. Would you rather listen to me talk about the Lakers or Isaac talk about UNC? Should I ask that? No, I'm asking that. Oh, pick UNC. <laughs> underscore, underscore, Lewis Fur. Sup, guys? Hiding from my boss to watch this. Hello from PR. Oh, Puerto Rico, what's up? Let's go. Hey, keep hiding. Wherever you're at, keep yeah, on keep hiding. hiding. We're almost do done, it. though, so then you can go back. Uh, Darth Vader 41, I hold it down for the Mavs in LA as a native. Robot. Let's emoji. go. Robot emoji? I don't know what that hold, is. Hold it down. Forming worship. There's no way the Ravens get more coverage than the Lakers on here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what do you know, Chris? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. There you go. That's the uh, that's the live stream. Thanks so much for everybody that commented. We got a ton of comments. Like we got more yeah. comments than when we did this during like a normal hour. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to do more during the day feeds. Uh, but if you if you're just getting to get the end of this, work. yeah. If you're just getting to the end of this and you want to uh, to rewatch the whole thing, or you can listen to it on the podcast. I'll put that put this out as soon as I'm able to. But you can go to my YouTube channel, Nick Van Exit or Nick Angstead, and uh, catch it on Twitch. And let's just hold on to see when. Isaac's computer dies. Can we just no, like we're not. wait till then? It's rolling. It's going. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. Uh, it's super cool to see Luca and the Mavericks play an actual NBA team uh, and not the Beijing Ducks. They'll turn right back around and play Philly again in China on their second uh, game of this uh, huge trip that they're on uh, overseas. And it, that will happen on Monday morning. So kind of almost the same setup i think it's it might tip off might be like 30 minutes later on monday and not at uh, 6 30 might be at 7 yeah or it i could is. be wrong it um, is. but anyway after this trip everything will be back to normal follow us we're five days five days a week monday through Let's friday locked on mavericks anything you want to know about the mavericks holler at us and uh it'll be on the pod probably we're we're in the locker room every game every every practice <laughs> we're in there <laughs> <laughs> the only media major publication. <laughs> Home and away. Home and away. Uh, Dankov XO says, y'all should do it once a week. That's our plan. That's our goal is to do it once a yeah. week. Now, you know, life comes in the way and things like that. But, you know, we have other jobs outside of this and uh, other things. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to do this once a week. I've got all the setup. And I think it's gone a lot better. I think the this, this stream yeah. looks clear from what I've seen. And uh, we've dropped zero frames so far. And that's really, really good if you guys care about the tech side of this. So we've dropped like zero Nick, frames. Last time, because, I think we dropped like 7,000 frames. <laughs> yikes. We, if, I do, if I do anything that's not the best tech-wise, I hear it from Nick. Nick is tech genius. so Not genius. So copy up for a lot of people. So guys, thanks so much for joining us on Lockdown Maps. Boom. Are we still alive?